Blog Talk Radio. The following is a disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the host, guest, and callers, and are not necessarily those of the Roman Show Network, its management, or other advertisers. Ladies and gentlemen, children across the... Oh, fuck it. Let's go off script. It's time for a reality check. The most real talk show on the net is back and better than ever. Covering all and everything with pro wrestling. The curse. The past. And especially, the future of pro wrestling. We'll talk overcoming struggles from the independents to pros and news from all around the wrestling world. We have no filters, so controversy is always welcome. This is your reality check. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Reality Check Radio. I am your host, George Alonzo, and now that I think about it, that little evil laugh in the background kind of reminds me of a person that just has diarrhea, uh, took a big doozy in the restroom, walked out, and says, hey, 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 whoever goes in there next is going to die. Anyway, so sorry. I, 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 Randall, you're our audio guy. <laughs> I had to mess with you somehow, okay? <laughs> I, I, and I hear her. <laughs> and I see you guys laughing here across the, the table here. So uh, I'm sorry for putting that image in your head. Right okay. <laughs> I'm sorry for for putting that mental image in your head, guys. Jesus. <laughs> hey, it's better than uh, it's better than skim and the uh, and the two percent, right, Rick? Here, here's the here's the bucket. Here's the bucket. Jesus. <laughs> here's the bucket. You're killing me. Only what? Ten seconds into the show. Come on now. <laughs> anyway, well, guys, welcome to another edition. Of the, of the most real talk show on the net. Of course, I'm here joined alongside my family that I love so very much. First, uh, starting off with our security in arms. Uh, he loves pain, but at the same time, he is the conscience of this show. I'm talking about Rick Foley. Rick, how are you? It's a pleasure. The pleasure is yours. How are you, George? Lorraine, how are you, my dear? I'm good. How are you? Oh, fantastic. Never better. <laughs> Any better be a twin. <laughs> oh Jesus! Uh, is this where this show is going already? I- is this how we're going to start today? Strap in, guys. It's going to be a long <laughs> ride. Oh jeez. Eh, oh well, you know it is what it is. But guys, uh, just to let you know, Ron and Thirteen just announced uh, they are going to be returning in January for uh, Ron and Thirteen. But they just announced a brand new match on their big, big show so far. Uh, we're going to have Aria Blake going against. Let's see who they they announced here. Do 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 do. Huh. Against Amanda Rodriguez. Look at that. Oh, what well, that's a nice great, match. great ma- Yeah, that's, that's nice going to be a phenomenal well match. Yeah. Yes, that, man, holy cow. 
talking about two young upcoming female athletes in this world of professional wrestling. Again, Ron and 13, Amanda Rodriguez versus Aria Blake. Great, great match. Oh, I, I, I'm very happy that I'm going to be there live to see it at Ron and 13, but in January, of course. So make sure you purchase your tickets at Ronin. Uh, you could go ahead and find them on Facebook, Ronin Wrestling, uh, and make sure that you purchase your tickets right now. Now, guys, here on Reality Check Radio, we have a good couple topics to talk to you about, including 205 Live uh, that's going to be starting up real soon for the Cruiserweights. We cannot wait for that to start. And then, of course, WWE Raw, but we cannot forget our guest of honor here tonight. I am talking about the great mass superstar himself, Americos, will be on the line with us here tonight. Uh, And if you don't know who we're talking about, which you should, he was on WWE Raw. He was one of the major superstars uh, who helped Braun Strowman uh, get to where he is today as that big monster beast that he is. So, guys, again, welcome to Reality Check Radio. Uh, Lorraine, of course, stepping in for Miss Millie Cruz. She's still going through uh, uh, personal issues with what happened, if you didn't hear what happened last week. Uh, So she's taking a quick hiatus. Uh, But from what I understood, from what I heard, uh, which Lorraine passed over to me, uh, she will be returning next week when we have Alex Cruz on the show. And I have major, major news, guys. Major news. Are you ready for this, Rick? Let's hear it. Are you ready for this, Lori? Bring it on. Okay. We are going to have a major guest joining Alex Cruz on the episode of Alex Cruz, the Aztec Warrior. If, it, if that episode wasn't big already with him, I am talking about this man, this guest I'm about to announce, is humongous. He's actually a luchador. He's actually known worldwide in Puerto Rico, in Mexico, in the United States. He's shown up on WWE uh, NXT a good couple times already. He's also been under a mask, and he's a huge fan of Dragon Ball Z. Ooh. Yes, that's right. Mr. 450 is coming to Reality Check Radio on the same night as the Aztec Warrior, Alex Cruz. What a show is that, Matt? If we were in Hispanic Heritage Month, that would be the perfect episode for it. <laughs> I'm just saying right now. Huge get. That's a great get. Yeah, I just got the chills off of that one. I just got the chills off of that Wow. Oh, yeah. Mr. 450 is coming to Reality Check Radio. This is a man that is very hard to get, you know, on a show. This guy is being booked every week. Every single week, all over the world, and he's coming to Reality Check Radio, and I, we cannot wait to speak to him about his experiences. This is a man that I feel like it's going to go to the 205 Live eventually when they start filming, so I cannot wait to speak with him. Now, speaking about 205 Live, guys, let's go ahead and start off with that topic first. Uh, obviously, last week on Monday Night Raw, they announced uh, that 205 Live was going to be debuting on the WWE Network very shortly. Uh, and if you don't know what we're talking about, that's basically it, it's the Cruiserweight Division's personal show. Think of it this way. is the Cruiserweight Classic, except with no finale. It's just a, uh, 
continuous show. It's like the, the NXT for cruiserweights. Now, does this mean that the cruiserweights are going to be off main WWE television? No. They're going to continue to use them on main television, but they're just giving them a shot on their own show on the WWE Network, which I think is a brilliant idea, and I think it's going to give the fans of the WWE worldwide more of a chance to get to know these guys. Because I feel... Rick uh, and Lori, when they did the Cruiserweight Classic, we weren't really able to get to know these guys because they were fighting to get to the finals. That's it. That's all we knew. And it, when they got eliminated, that's it. We would never see them again. It was like a one-time deal. Now we're going to be able to see these guys on a weekly basis. That's why I feel like when you, when you jam these guys down our throats on WWE Raw, they were like, okay, Okay, who who's he? <laughs> you know, because we didn't get much of a shot to see them in the Cruiserweight Classic. So now I'm excited for this coming with the 205 Live. We're going to be seeing names like Rich Swan, Tony Nese, who just got signed to the WWE, Brian Kendrick, TJ Perkins, uh, Tozawa, which now is going to be only known as Tozawa. They took away the uh, Akira Tozawa uh, out, of, out of his name. Jack Gallagher is coming. We're going to see so many new names. Rick, starting with you, who are you looking forward to seeing in this 205 Live? Wow, I mean, Rich Swan is a is a personal favorite of of mine and Little CM Punk's. Uh, we we know him well, so that's going to be a guy we're we're going to be keeping our eyes on for sure. That that's awesome. So so you're basically looking to see Rich, uh, Laurie. How about you? Who are you looking forward to seeing at a uh, at 205 Live? Well, I mean, there, there's a few. Uh, Rich Swan is definitely one of them. Uh, T.J. Perkins. Brian Kendrick, uh, and a few, a few others. And then there's the ones that I really don't know that I really want to get to know. Yeah, and and I feel like that's a huge plus, again, for the people who don't know who they are. Like, right now I could tell you uh, about two, three people who are really the fans are getting behind when they have a roster of, like, maybe 15 cruiserweights. And that's not good when you have fan reaction for only three and you have 15, you know. And and if you really count one, which being Brian Kendrick, who is already known to the WWE Universe in the past, do you really count that? So technically two, you know, and those two being Rich Swan and TJ Perkins. So I don't know. Like Tony Nese is starting to get up there. Tony Nese is starting to be recognized by the fans you know, slowly and surely. But, you know, it, it, it's, it's that kind of deal that is like they need more airtime. They need more opportunities. And I feel like this 205 is going to do it. Now, the indies are full of great names, too, who haven't been signed yet. And I feel like the 205 Live is, is a great opportunity for these people. And we know some here, Rick, that we've interviewed on our show, that would make great additions to a 205 Live. And I'm going to put my hands down right now and say uh, uh, Dark Fury could be one of those. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. I've only seen clips of him on YouTube, obviously, because he's in Mississippi. But absolutely. No, no doubt about it. I can, we can also add uh, an upcoming guest of ours, Alex Cruz. Another one, an up, 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 upcoming guest. Yep. Yep, the Aztec Warrior. Or yes, uh, Laurie. Laurie, how about Mr. 450? Uh, 
Oh, definitely. I mean, um, I, I, I mention certain names to people, and they just kind of, like, look at me. And I'm like, oh, well, wait a minute, you know, they're on the indies. But you know what? Go to YouTube and check them out. So I have a few people that are actually going to check them out. Hopefully, you know, this will open doors up for all of them and get them well-known out there. They deserve it. I mean, that's why I get so passionate down here, and I think, George, you know it, and and Lorraine, you do too. I mean, we have such really great talent down here, and I think we have a pretty pretty decent-sized fan base, not a great one, and they just don't get out enough to see these guys perform, and girls. And it's a real shame because there's so much good talent out there that we've all had the Mm -hmm. chance to see. Mm Mm-hmm. Agreed. And you never know when these great talents that we're seeing in our local hometown, you never know when these guys are finally going to get their breaks. And let me explain something to you guys who are brand new to uh, following Reality Check Radio. Reality Check Radio, we respect our veterans. We respect our big name you know, wrestlers who've been to the top, whether it be TNA, WWE, Ring of Honor, you know, the list goes on. We respect them. We respect them all because basically they're the flag bearers. They're the ones holding ground for these independent wrestlers to say, I want to be there. But you know something? They've, they're currently enjoying their spotlight. They're currently enjoying their time. They're currently got their spot. It's time that Reality Check Radio gives that spot also to the ones trying to get there. And that is our motive here on Reality Check Radio. We will always have a chance to speak to these, uh, you know, big names in the top. But it's time that we also give a chance to the, to the smaller people, to the smaller guys fighting their way up. And, you know, don't expect a big name every week on this show. You know, we we look to see where the heart is, and the heart is, is with the guests that so far we have invited on this show. And I'm telling you right now, Americos probably has one of the biggest hearts thus far because this is a guy who basically a lot of people will say, man, you're too small to be a wrestler. How many times have people been told you're too small for being a wrestler and they achieve their dreams? That's what well, Americos is doing. I mean, to cut you off, George, I'm going to stop you right there. Yeah. Uh, do you see who just signed a, uh, a contract today on SmackDown? Talking about guys who absolutely do not fit the bill of what a professional wrestler looks like. Yep. Oh, yeah. If there's, if there's anybody, and I mean anybody, who doesn't fit the bill what a professional wrestler is supposed to look like, in, in air quotes, it's James Ellsworth. And look at him. Yep, Mr. No Chin. No, no nothing. <laughs> no, no offense. <laughs> hey, not to make, make a fun topic out of a serious one, but I just want to kind of sway it into a joke direction just for a quick second. Is anyone else bothered by his trunks? <laughs> I'm just saying. Take care past the chin, so I don't really see the trunks. I'm still trying to get past the whole uh, no muscle thing. Like I'm, I'm. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, God bless him. And it's, it's. I think, but you gotta figure there's gotta be some of the guys out there secretly who are going, holy crap. You know why? Why? Why not me? Why this guy? Why not me? But it should be. It should be inspiring to say, look, this guy of all people. 
So well, here's out there. I love the fact that he he's got a chance because it does show, and other people should think like, oh well, he can do do it. So can I. Absolutely. And actually get out there and actually learn what what that might be their passion, instead of saying, oh well, I'm too tiny, I'm too small, I don't have enough muscles. You know, get out there and learn it, enjoy it, make it your passion, and you got you got a chance. I mean, James Ellsworth does. Well, to to kind of add to that to that uh, conversation, uh, you know, a lot of I was actually reading on some tweets earlier. I don't know if any of you saw this, but I, we were I was watching a lot of tweets of hate towards James Ellsworth signing to the WWE, saying that you got a guy that's on WWE television uh, that just got signed to the WWE that doesn't look the part, but then you got twenty. Uh, 20,000 people or something like that. No, you got other workers who've been wrestling for over 20 years that haven't been signed. Let me just say this. Go ahead. Go ahead, Rick. Well, why? It's It's a simple question. Why did he get signed? I think we have all the answer. You know, I, I I think so too. But but here's the thing: a lot of people don't do research. James Ellsworth wasn't just a guy who was in the the in the performance center that they just said, "Hey, I'm going to get you from the back, and you're going to go job to Braun Strowman." No, he's actually has a couple years under his wing, as when he wrestled in Mississippi on uh, no and Maryland under the name Jimmy Dream. So he does have a background in the world of professional wrestling. He was a tag team wrestler. He was a singles competitor. He's held multiple championships. So this is a guy who's actually wrestled his years in the independence. Now, don't hate on the guy because he got signed. Yes, he is skinny. Yes, he doesn't have muscle. Yes, he doesn't have a no chin. Yes, he has probably one of the most disturbing trunks that I've ever seen. <laughs> but, but, but the best but listen, Best name for a finisher ever, ever. That no cheap music. Selling, I mean, no, that, that's that's it. Well, he's selling T-shirts also, yep. and on top of that, you know, he. As a matter of fact, when his shirt first was sold, uh, put online, Rick, his shirt sold out within two hours. I know. It's amazing. It's the it's the <laughs> true American success story right there. The American dream is right there. So don't hate on the guy for for being signed because he has had his years in the independence. Don't hate on him. Just say, hey, I if he could make it, so can I. Yep. That's it. That don't exactly. share. Listen, the independence and professional wrestling is filled with too much hate. We need to respect one another because the 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 fact is is that you're in this business for the same reason I'm in this business and that is to see in the front row to see that kid in the front row and say I'm going to entertain that kid today no matter what I have to do to entertain him whether it's make him laugh make him cry make him say oh my god what just happened we're all in the same business to do the same thing sure we have to weed out the bad ones the ones that you know kind of poison the business but when you know that someone has fought to be there don't hate on the guy. Respect it and see it as a motivation. So, with that being said, I think I'm done preaching. Hail, <laughs> praise the Lord. <laughs> anyway, so guys, 
is now that time to welcome our guest of the evening. Who's who's ready to uh, to welcome the American Patriot, the Star Spangled Hero, Americos? Who's ready? Let's go. Let's go. We're ready. All right, so let's go ahead and open up the lines to the uh, to the Star Spangled Hero. I am talking about the Americos. Americos, are you there? I'm here. How are you guys doing? I'm doing great. I am doing fantastic. It's an honor and a privilege to have you on the show. Thank you so very much for coming on here. Oh, I appreciate it, guys. I'm happy to be here. Awesome, awesome. So, Americos, first and foremost, like, we'd love for you to just feel like you're at home. So before we start, you know, talking to you about your career and, and asking, you know, all these great questions that we have in store for you, I want to just say, how are you doing, man? How, how's everything up north? Uh, how's the training? How's all that stuff? Oh, man, you know, it's it's going good. I can't complain at all. You know, things are starting to really pick up. Just I'm enjoying the ride, man. I'm I'm just having a good time. So I'm just enjoying wrestling, enjoying life. Just everything's falling into place for me. So uh, that's that's great, man. Uh, are you uh, are you feeling the cold yet up in the northern states yet, or because I'm I'm hearing that a lot from where I work. <laughs> not just yet. I'm actually down south. I'm in Texas right now, so it's it's not too bad just yet. Oh, so oh, not oh, the transition's God. not too bad just yet. You're so lucky, man. <laughs> Not just because you're avoiding the cold, but because freaking you have you're in the state that's most famous for barbecue. And exactly, I, and I can't complain a bit <laughs> about that either. <laughs> and and I, I, let me ask you something, man. On a again, I'm just trying to start off with a fun little conversation with you and I. How do you keep in such good shape with so much barbecue joints in Texas? <laughs> man, it is it is the hardest thing. And what's crazier is that uh, my grandmother. She lives very close to where I do, and I visit her very often, and she actually makes a living off of uh, selling fried pies and peanut brittle. So when I'm around wow. her, I have to deal with the temptation of, you know, fried pies and peanut brittle, so it's a constant struggle at my household. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, uh, I, let me tell you something. I think I'll have a diabetic coma if I ever visited you then <laughs> With a peanut brittle, just the fact that I like if I see a jar of peanut butter in my own house, I think uh, I think I'll, I don't know what I'll do to myself. <laughs> uh, oh, I so, agree. No, peanut yeah, butter I, is my my guilty. It, it's my guilty temptation for sure. For anyone who's facing Americos this weekend or any any upcoming weekend. Guys, make sure you bring a jar of peanut butter. <laughs> we we just revealed a big weakness in the superhero himself. You're welcome. Well, and I've been on for so, about what three minutes, and we've already revealed my biggest weakness. <laughs> hey, every superhero has a weakness. Look at Superman; he has kryptonite. What does Batman have? <laughs> Wait, what does Batman? I'll, I'll get back to you on that. Have? Yeah. Hmm. Holy cow. Anyway, I, we'll have to chime in on that one later. But anyway, uh, so so before we get any further about superhero talk, uh, let's go ahead and start talking about you, Americos. Uh, you know, I, I read some uh, – I looked up some homework on you, and, uh, like, one thing I, I, I really kind of hit home with you is that you're – you're a mass superstar. I was a mass superstar when I was in the wrestling world, uh, known as El Electrico. Uh, 
basically, but you're a mad superstar yourself. You you had your gear made and uh, from two top guys in Mexico, as a matter of fact. And, and I read that one of your main main goals in this wrestling world is to one day wrestle internationally. Uh, and, and being Mexico, being the place where you got your gear made and all that stuff, I want to ask you now, uh, kind of like a a shoot from the hip kind of question. With your gimmick Americos and your goal wrestling internationally, let's say Mexico, how do you feel like the character Americos will work out in Mexico with everything that's going on right now in America? Man, I was thinking the exact same thing, and I can honestly say that I don't know. I don't know if I'll be treated as, you know, a superhero or a supervillain. I don't know how they would react, you know, and it could even go that way in Japan because that's another goal, you know, or England. I don't know. So I think it'd be really interesting, and I'd kind of have to be prepared not just to be, you know, treated as royalty or just to be, you know, treated as some kind of villain that stepped over my boundaries. So it'd be it'd be interesting, and I'm excited for either way. No, yeah, and and being as it may, I think I don't remember what a superstar it was that I, I just I'm following him on social media, but basically he came up with the idea of going to Mexico with the American flag and a big face of Donald Trump printed on the flag, oh, just for no. he could get, yeah, just for he could get that heel heat out of them, yeah, and he got it. So let so let me ask you this. Say for instance you go to Mexico and uh and of course Americos being the American superhero, if they do turn on you, would you be ready for that that heel turn per se? I think I'd be ready. I mean, you know, I'm I'm you know the happy go lucky star spangled superhero, but I think even superheroes have a little pent up aggression that they can take out, so I think I'd be ready in in the case I was treated as some kind of a bad guy if I stepped over there. So I think it'd be a shock to anyone that would see that footage from America, but I think I could pull it off. <laughs> would you uh, want to team up with people like Sammy Gavada, for instance, uh, over there in, in Mexico? Because I know he's a pretty big name over there, too. And, and also, being as it may, like, to actually... To uh, freeze my, my next question, let me uh, kind of rewind here. As a matter of fact, one of your inspirations was uh, Eddie Guerrero, was not was it not? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, because and who wasn't? Who wasn't inspired by that man? Right. But basically, Eddie Guerrero was in one of the most hated tag teams in Mexico. Uh, you know, you, tell us about how that inspired you as well, like, because, again, this is a guy who started his career in Mexico. He was one of the most hated, uh, you know, tag teams with uh, Love Machine Art Bar in Mexico. T tell us about that, you know, because I'm pretty sure that kind of drove your career a little fur uh, further, being a mass superstar and then wanting to wrestle internationally. Tell us about that. Right. I mean, and even before I wore the mask, Eddie, you know, Eddie's one of the reasons that I even started wrestling, just because he – um. He was one of the original guys that changed the mold of professional wrestling for, you know, smaller guys are, you know, my size, and even mass guys. So it was, you know, whenever I saw him do everything that he did with his career, that was when my eyes opened and I was like, you know what, I can, you know, this may not just be a big man's world. You know, I can actually, there's a chance for me in this business. So I kind of took that ball and ran with it and, you know, now I'm doing this podcast with you guys. I've done, you know, some pretty big stuff I never thought I'd be able to do. So it just kind of came from that inspiration from Eddie and everything that he did.
I, I was one, I I was able to visit one of Eddie Guerrero's seminars uh, during my time in the ring. And let me tell you something. If there's ever more of a more than a friendly trainer that you've ever worked with is Eddie. Really, that man. Yeah, he would literally stop everything he's doing in the session, and he'll say, okay, this is how you do it, not this way. He was one of the nicest guys. Let me ask you, Miracles, a personal question. Have you ever been to one of his, or did you ever have a chance to go to one of his seminars? I never had the chance. I never had the chance, unfortunately. I uh, I started in, 2000, in late 2009. My first match was in early 2010. So I never really got the chance to meet Eddie or attend a seminar. So that's one thing I wish I got to do, but I never did. Mm. Yeah, because uh, 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 like it gets me kind of emotion. It kind of pulls on, uh, on my emotions just to know that I was able to be there for one of them, and it, it was a great honor because he was the one that taught me arm drags. He was the one that showed me how to roll perfectly because I had an issue with the front rolls. Uh, <laughs> uh, like there, there was there was a good. It was a great seminar. Great, great seminar, and and I have to say he really affected a lot of people in this wrestling world. Now, Americos, again, like you just said, you've been in the business since about 2010. Let's say the 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 latest. Uh, with that being said, you're you're already now going into seven years in the business. Uh, how do you feel? How do you how do you plan to inspire others now? You know, that's a good question, um, and. I I honestly one of my main goals when I started was that I wanted to inspire people in the same way that Eddie inspired me. You know, to break that boundary to do things that you know, whenever I told people because I started when I was in high school. So and whenever I would tell people that I wanted to be a professional wrestler, they would say, "Oh, you know, you're kind of small. I don't know how you do." It was kind of a big a big dream, and you know, and then I ended up on Monday Night Raw, and then I got all these messages about, you know, well, you did it. Like, we couldn't believe it, but we saw you on TV, and you did it. So it's kind of cool how, you know, my goal of wanting to inspire people like Eddie inspired me is starting to come to fruition. The, yeah, the, it, it did, and, and trust me, we'll be talking about the Raw, you know, topic in, in just a few. Uh, Lori's going to actually bring that up with you. Uh, but you mentioned you started when you were in high school. A lot of people have had a hard time balancing both school and wrestling training. How hard was it for you during that time period? Man, it it was very rough. But, I mean, you know, I had people that, you know, were iffy about it, but I also had a lot of supporters, even my family, because my family were fans, you know, back at the World Class days. Like, they would go to the Sportatorium and watch the Von Erics. So they were all for it, and they still support me to this day. So, I mean, I had help, but the balance of school, even in college, it it was a very tough battle. So from school, wrestling, you know, working a job to make money so I could travel, and, you know, balancing, you know, relationships between them, it was a full-time job. It just felt like I had no time to myself but to train and to be ready for, you know, whatever else life threw at me. So... I was always on my toes, for sure. And, and Americos, uh, like how you were saying, like uh, uh, when you were in high school, you started in high school, college, you know, 
even I, when I, w- I started when I was in college, uh, when I was in college and I told people, oh, I can't hang out, I'm going to wrestling school, I would have that nice little fraction, that nice little ratio of your friends, per se, that would be like, and I'm not going to say that F word because we all know that's kind of like a sin in the wrestling world. You right. know, you know, oh, you're going to go do that F stuff? You know, yeah. How did you overcome that, especially with, you know, being those are the most toughest times of the year? Because in high school, man, I could just count how many times with probably all four of my limbs, like my two hands and my two feet, of how many times I tried to get friends in high school. How hard was that for you during that time when you had, would say, oh, I can't hang out this week and I got to go to training? It, you know, you know, whenever they would use the F word, it was uh... – you know, it was like a shot, you know, and I took it as it came, but, you know, I would always say, you know, try it out, you know, come to a training session, try it out, you know, pay for a session and just try it out, either that or pay for my medical bills, and then we'll talk about how F it is, <laughs> you know, so, because, man, there was there was a range from, it was about a four-month span in my second year in the business where, for some reason, at least one show every two weeks, something would happen where I would either get busted open or I would get some kind of a small injury. It was just a plague for about three months. And in that time span was whenever most of the, you know, the F words were used. And I was like, okay, well, you know, look at these stitches, you know, well, look at this medical bill, you know, tell me how F it is now, (laughs) you know. (laughs) And here's the funny part, Americos. I don't know if you still get this today, but every single time I talk to a friend, and tell them, hey, I used to do that, or or someone that just says something about wrestling, whatever be the case, they always find a way to compare it to MMA. <laughs> I, I was going to bring sentence. that up because actually where I trained um, here in Texas, before I went to uh, Killer Tim Brooks and Johnny Mantell, we had a guy from MMA come out to train once, and he took his first bump. And he was apparently experienced in MMA, but he took his first bump he got up, looked at us, said, you guys are nuts, I'm leaving, and he left. <laughs> and we were like, okay. <laughs> so well, I guess that's proof. <laughs> no, but it's an everyday thing. Like every time I'm at a venue watching a pay-per-view or, or I'm at the Independence or, or whatever be the case, someone always has something to say to compare to MMA. Exactly. And I'm like – you can't describe the two. They're both sports. They're both contact sports, mind you. You know, just one, they're out there to hurt each other. And the other one is, hey, I'm going to hurt you, but I'm going to protect you at the same time. <laughs> exactly. You know, they're totally different. <laughs> you can't compare the two. So my last question with, with this topic that I'm trying to bring up here is what do you think now with with the wrestling world kind of like merging with MMA with like Conor McGregor kind of like bad-mouthing wrestlers in the WWE uh, where you have your experience there now one, uh, once of course but you also have experience with ROH and, and traditional championship wrestling uh, etc etc what do you have to say about that and people like Ronda Rousey coming in and, and then of course uh, I forgot this guy's name from Evolve now Shoot, no, my mind just went blank on me. <laughs> but y- y- you get where I'm going at with this. Basically, what what do you feel about this merger now? It, I mean, 
you know, they're totally different entities, but I kind of expected for it to happen, especially whenever McGregor started getting as big of a head of the seam as he did, just because when he talks, he has so much charisma that it's like you're watching someone cut a wrestling promo. It's It always seems like it. And so I kind of expected people to make, you know, to relate what he says to a wrestling promo, and just because of the star power that some of them have, it doesn't surprise me that some, like, you know, that, you know, maybe some big companies would want them to show up every now and then, you know, just to draw a little star power. You know, it doesn't really surprise me, and, and especially because, you know, as you said, the fans compare it, even though they're two totally different entities. Yeah. And, and as a matter of fact, the guy I was trying to bring up, by the way, was Matthew Riddle. Matt Riddle, yeah. yeah. There I, you go. Man, funny story. I was um, actually at a Ring of Honor seminar um, whenever Danny Cage from the Monster Factory, he brought Riddle and his wife to their very first training session. Their very first one was at that Ring of Honor camp, so I got to see him then. And so to see him now with everything he's doing is just unbelievable. Yeah, it, I, I'm just kind of like <laughs> before – and I'm not going to ask any more questions because I'm pretty sure Rick and Lori are now looking at me across the room here <laughs> in their respectful chairs. They're kind of like tapping their fingers on the table. I see you, Rick. Uh, kind of just like, when is it my turn? <laughs> right. So, sorry, sorry, Rick. Give me two seconds. I'm just going to say this last thing, okay, Rick? Um, basically, the the thing is, is that <laughs> like MMA and WWE are merging. Like I mean, sorry, the world of wrestling. Then you have all these soccer players also merging and and, and all that stuff. I'm like, what is going on? Is not is no more like the wrestlers that they're looking for is now like everywhere. And right. I feel like wrestling is growing as a whole just because of that. Uh, do you feel the same? Because now it's not like, hey, it, don't get me wrong, they're they're attacking 90% of the time the independents, 90%, and they're leaving the 10% ever since Triple H took over uh, talent relations. But right. basically, you know, do you feel like this merger of all different sports with wrestling is helping the business? I think it is, and I think it helps it to grow. And I think one of the main things that definitely like contributed to that was – when they opened the Performance Center, that was their way of saying, okay, we can get some of the best athletes from these sports, you know, these different sports, bring them here, mold them into wrestlers. You know, they can – so now, you know, there's no telling what kind of talent they're going to get, you know, once the Performance Center opened up. So I think that it overall yeah. will help – you know, it'll help the business, and I think it'll help anyone, you know, that aspires to be a wrestler to, you know, to try and get trained, especially since, you know – they're, and they're not making it a secret where they get these people from, you know. So it definitely opens yeah. a lot of doors for a lot of people. Yeah, I just saw Tim Weiss uh, debut in Germany uh, over there uh, right now with Seamus and and uh, Cesaro over there. But uh, and he was, I think, the German's uh, goalkeeper for in soccer. So right. T- t- that tells you something. Exactly. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so let me. I'm gonna stop. I, I still have a co- good couple questions, maybe in the back burner, but in case uh, I don't want to steal any of theirs, because again, Rick is giving me the eye. So, <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna shut off my mic. I'm gonna let Rick take over. But Americos, in case I have any last questions, I'll, I'll take over at the end after the, uh, my two co-hosts here are done. So, Rick, the microphone is all yours, and Americos is yours. 
Good evening, Miracles. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. How are you doing? Good, good. It's funny. We were talking about, uh, before the show went on, we were talking about uh, James Ellsworth and you were, George, and you talked about your size. Even, probably even as less than 10 years ago when Eddie and Chris Benoit, or probably 15 years ago when they were around, they were the exception rather than the rule in terms of guys, you know, size-wise. Now it's becoming much more acceptable, especially with the Cruiserweight Classic. You face so many big guys in your career, Braun Strowman, uh, at the top of that list. How 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 is that for you in the ring with a guy much bigger and stronger than you are? And man, it's really funny because I was actually talking to uh, some fellow wrestlers not even a week ago, and I realized that a lot of my best matches are with bigger guys. Like, I can go out there and kill it with a guy my size, but, you know, I can tell a very believable and followable story, you know, following that whole David versus Goliath mentality. And for some reason, man, when I'm in there with a big guy, it just it flows naturally. So I love being in there with a big guy. That's why I was so happy I got to, you know, kind of get eaten by Strowman's because it was, I felt like I was in my natural habitat, so... Wow. Uh, and then I guess on the Ellsworth topic, real quick, if you don't mind, t- if you don't mind talking about that, uh, what's your thoughts on him? Looks like he's just actually signed a contract with WWE. What's your thoughts on that? And how to, again, how does that impact, you know, guys in the in the Indies? I mean, I think it opens a lot of eyes, you know, and it's definitely to me, it's always been a case of right place, right time. And I think that Ellsworth was definitely in the right place at the right time, because I don't know if anyone else could have you know, cut the whole, you know, any man with two hands has a fighting chance promo and looked as ridiculous as he did and then, you know, gotten a contract just because of, you know, how it looked. So, I'm, I mean, I'm really happy for him. You know, I don't, I don't take it as a bitter thing that it was him and not me, but I'm really happy for him, and I'm glad that, you know, he's getting his chance and he's kind of opening some eyes. That, that's awesome. Uh, so these are kind of my uh, standard questions for all the guys we interview and girls. Your okay. favorite match that you've participated in so far in your career would be who? Oh, man. Uh, that's kind of a toss-up. I would say there's a three-way tie. I would say either my match against Strowman on Raw is definitely up there. Um, I had a match with a guy named Gregory James from Texas. We had a 30-minute Ironman match not even a month ago, and it was it was magical. And then I wrestled uh, Jason Kincaid at Traditional Championship Wrestling in 2014. And they said it was the best match of the company's entire history. So those three wow. matches were uh, are definitely up there. What about what specifically about the Strowman match stood out to you? Uh, aside from the fact that you were, in a, of course, in a, in a WWE ring with Braun Strowman, what about, but what about it specifically? About the Strowman match, um, he trusted me to do things that he wasn't sure that other people could do. Um, because I remember we were we were talking about some stuff, and you know, like how I took the finisher and everything like that. Because Malenko was our agent, and he wasn't sure if I could, you know, get proper height for the finish that he wanted. And we tried it like six times in the ring, and they were both like, "Wow, okay." Cool. So, I mean, I think that trust factor and the fact that they were impressed with how I sold because even after the match, Triple H came out of grill and shook my hand. And so oh, that, wow, that, that, that was that really, awesome. that was very that, surreal that, moment for me. That is awesome. And then the, the final one, 
is there a dream match out there for you? You can pick anybody you want. Is there oh, a dream match out any, there for you? Anybody I want. Yes. Oh, man. Okay, so is this like from the past or current? Well, let's go current. Current time. Okay, current time. AJ Styles, definitely. Yeah, we, think we we seem to get that, that answer a lot. Yeah, AJ Styles. Well, if if I want to go a little different, I would say, uh, say Shinsuke Nakamura. Wow. Those, those would be two excellent choices. Well, I think that's going to take up my, my questions. I appreciate your time, and I'm going to pass you off to Lorraine, I believe. Sounds good. Hello. Hello, how are you? I'm good. It's an honor. Thank you for being on the show. Oh, my pleasure. Okay, I was um, just want to touch on your match uh, on Raw against Braun Strowman. Okay. I was wondering how it felt mentally and physically to be in the ring with a man his size. It was very intimidating. I mean, <laughs> what the most surreal moment for me wasn't just like when he got in the ring, but to be in the ring and to see his Titan Tron play and to hear the music was the most surreal moment of my life because they they escorted me to the ring uh, during commercial. And then I got in the ring, and the referee said, we've got, like, three minutes. Just take a minute to look around. And so, like, I stood there and just looked at the crowd, and I was like, I'm here. And then we went back to TV, and his music hit, and it was just – that was the moment for me that really my, my stomach kind of churned. I was like, wow, this is this is real. <laughs> <laughs> so, Laurie, yeah. can I chime in for two seconds? Can I chime in for sure. two seconds? Sure. Uh, Americos, I have to ask, now that we're on that topic, and now that you said that they brought you out during commercial, I have to ask, did they use the Star Spangled Banner for your entrance? <laughs> I had no entrance music, unfortunately. I like, I didn't come down the entrance ramp. I came around the side. Like the, the, I came with the referee like through some electrical stuff like in the dark, uh-huh. and plus I had a mask on, so I almost tripped like three times going through this stuff. <laughs> but I, uh, <laughs> they escorted me from the side – and around the ring, and then I heard some random guy scream, good luck against Strowman, and I was like, thanks, man. (laughs) (laughs) God, man, that that fan was able to read your fortune then, because, man, I, I... I'm pretty sure back in the backstage they have like a paper saying, oh, so-and-so is going to face so-and-so. Uh, you know how they usually do at every wrestling show. And you already mm-hmm. probably knew they're calling me in for Braun. But but I, I, why do I have this tendency or this feeling that deep down inside, somewhere in you, Americos, you were like, please not Braun, please not Braun. Anyone, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll put over anyone but Braun. Oh, my God. <laughs> because you right. were about to I be mean, thrown all around the place. Exactly. And, I mean, and I, I'm, my career is based around taking some pretty crazy bumps, but I knew that if I was with him, it was going to get even – it would go up a notch that night, and it definitely did. So. <laughs> all right. Sorry, sorry Laurie. I had, to, I had to throw in a little curveball there about the Star Spangled Banner music. Uh, <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Laurie. I'm sorry. That's all right. Okay. Um, after, after the match, and he unmasked you, do you think it uh, hurt your career, or did it help? Well, the funny thing is that um, before I had the mask, I wrestled unmasked. So the entire America's gimmick was supposed to just be like a Dusty Rhodes slash Midnight Rider gimmick, where they knew who I was. But by some weird twist of fate, 
America began to open a lot of doors, and they were like, oh, wow, he's actually getting booked these places. So that's why I have a full body suit, because I have tattoos. <laughs> People knew who I was. And so now, ah. you know, sometimes I wrestle twice. I wrestle as who I am under the mask and as Americos. So we kind of had to hide that image because of, you know, everything. And, you know, in the script, they wanted me unmasked. And, you know, I was going to do it either way, but Brawl was like, are you sure you're cool with that? And I was like, yeah, man, I'm, you know, they, everyone knows who I am anyway. So... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just laughing at all of this. <laughs> I, I'm loving these stories. I, I still can't. I still can't uh, swallow the fact that they brought him around on the side and he tripped three times. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm so sorry, man. Keep, keep on, Lori. <laughs> um, is there any plan to come back now that uh, James Ellsworth is signed? And do you see it as a good sign for you? I see it as a positive sign, absolutely. Um, my main goal is to eventually get the email to go to Florida for an actual tryout, either that or to get an email to hopefully be in maybe the next Cruiserweight Classic. Like, that's my main goal. So we'll see how it goes, but I'm on their radar for sure now, and I'm just kind of wanting to, you know, just keep a bug in their ear, you know, because, I mean, if I keep bugging them, maybe they'll feel sorry for me. So we'll see. Are you, are you looking forward to maybe uh, being on the 205 Live? I that that would be really cool. I hope so. Absolutely. <laughs> I I will pay for it. I'll pay to be there. <laughs> I, I'm raising my hand here like a goof, like <laughs> like you're in front of me, Americos. I I know you're on our, our landline, but I I look like a goof just raising my hand like a little elementary school kid. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Well, uh, that's that's about all that I have, so go ahead, George. You can put your hand down now. <laughs> oh, but I want to feel young, Lori. <laughs> and, and anyway, <laughs> Lori, you you screwed it up for me. I, I wanted to be young, so you know to uh, to kind of piggyback off of uh, what Rick was talking to you earlier about with the whole size thing. Um, I saw that uh, again. I, I did some homework with you, Americos. And one of your most important matches, and mind you, when I saw the size difference, I was like, this, it, it, when you're talking about David and Goliath, and then I see the video clip, I'm like, man, this must have rang goosebumps up your neck. Like the match versus Charlie Haas, where it was supposed to be a unification match for for all your titles. Absolutely. I believe it was at IHWF or something like that. Yep, IHWE here in Texas, that is actually um, the same company that I had the Iron Man match that I talked about previously. And a funny thing about that match is that I actually had a concussion the entire match. I, um, Holy cow. I did. And you know how I said that I sometimes wrestle as myself and Americos. Um, we had two shows that day, and I wrestled twice on each show. The third match that I had, I got a concussion and then I was about three matches later against Charlie Haas in the main event for all three titles. So I wrestled Charlie Haas with a severe concussion. So, I mean, that is kind of cool, but it was kind of frightening at the same time. So I definitely, you know, I, I had chills that whole time because I didn't know how well it was going to go. But it went well, and we got through it, and uh, everyone said it was a great match. So I'm happy it went well, and I'm happy that I got out of it in one piece. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, and we're glad that you know you're you're still in one piece to this day, especially against Braun. Uh, but uh, you know, talking about more of your resume, Americos, you've had a huge resume. You you haven't just been in the WWE. You haven't only just been in Texas, but you've been in some great great organizations throughout your entire career, like it's seven year career. Uh, a lot of people maybe take uh, about ten years, I want to say, uh, to reach a pinnacle of where you've been, or or at least top fifteen. But you've been, you know, in Ring of Honor, for instance. Uh, you've been with traditional championship wrestling. You've been with the NWA, the the longest reigning organization in pro wrestling history. Uh, how was your experience in all those organizations you've worked for? Nothing but positive. Nothing but positive. Um, you know, traditional treated me very well. Um, I got to hold my first – I mean, they had some national TV exposure, and I got their junior heavyweight title on TV, so that was phenomenal. Um, we did that. Um, Ring of Honor treated me very well. I went to about five of their seminars, and even Adam Cole told some other guys, they were like, you know, the, he comes back, he improves, he's the reason we do this, that's why we use him when we see him. So I got to actually wrestle Moose one time before he signed on TNA. So that was really cool. And then, um, and yeah, and the NWA is treating me very well. Um, some big things maybe coming up for the NWA. So, well, you know, I'm just kind of coasting right now. We're going to see what happens there. But some big things are on the horizon with the NWA as well. Oh, yeah. The, the NWA, I have nothing but praise for them. Uh, you know, as a matter of fact, they, they're doing things that it hasn't been done in years, like the relationship they had with Japan, uh, you know, where I believe the NWA World Championship was won in Japan uh, not too long ago when the Iron Man Rob Conway defended it over there. Uh, right. But with you being an affiliate with NWA or a pro wrestler with the NWA and the relationship with Japan, do you think that, you know, that dream might be coming more sooner than later for you? I know you said you wanted to go to Japan earlier. I think 2017 will be a very big year for America, absolutely. I think that something <laughs> big could happen in 2017. So. Oh, so you're we'll going to be another teaser. Last week we had a freaking <laughs> teaser, and now this week too. Really? <laughs> God, this teasing is is bullying, man. I, I I just man, what what kind of form do I have to sign for you guys to stop teasing things here? <laughs> anyway, no, I, I'm just trying to pull your leg, Americos. I really no, do hope no, you fine. you get everything. No, I really hope you do get everything, man, because you freaking deserve it. Like you are one of those pioneers, I want to say that if you can do it, anyone can do it. And that's saying a lot. And you've done so much with your seven-year career. It's it's inspiring. And I'm pretty sure that. that somewhere – no, I'm, it's the truth. I'm pretty sure out there somewhere, even though – no one has come up to you and said it. Not saying that no one has, but even if that person hasn't come up to tell you, I'm pretty sure you're inspiring someone out there. And and I'll tell you this much. For a retired guy like me, which I don't think there is such thing as retirement in, in indie wrestling, Absolutely. but for a retired guy <laughs> like me, you do inspire me, Americos, because I, I was just like you. I, no, my pleasure. I, don't, I didn't have the size. 
You know, I, I, my dream was taken away from me. You know, and and every day you go through like probably people saying you don't have the size, but you keep on pushing forward. So let's take this platform and use it for a motivational time and say, for those workers that are turning in right now to listen to you, Americos, what do you have to say for the future to uh, a future professional wrestling right now? I would just say to you know to follow that dream. You know, remember why you started training. Remember why you got that dream in the first place, and just. You know, when you get in the business, you know, shut your mouth and open your ears and listen, and you'll learn. You know, learn from the best, um, and, you know, just always have that dream alive and just always be hungry and just do do business the right way because, you know, I've seen business done the right way so many times, but I've also seen it done the wrong way. So I would say to aspiring young wrestlers just to do business the right way, keep the dream alive, and to always remember why you started. Awesome. And I have a question here, actually, from a fan. He wants to know, um, this is Mike from Michigan, actually. He says, if you had, if you were, hold on, if you were signed by the WWE, would you want to work as Americos or your other character? That's a very good question. Um, hmm. I guess that'd be situational, but for right now, I'll say as Americos, just because, you know, they don't really have any star-spangled superheroes around, so it'd be something different. So I'd say America's for that, right now. That would definitely be different. Uh, now I have here from Leslie, California. She says, <laughs> actually, I was about to ask you this question. Thank you, Leslie, for this question. <laughs> it doesn't make me feel alone anymore. <laughs> any si- uh, Any plans to join the Bullet Club? <laughs> Oh man, that'd be that'd be a dream come true. That'd be a twist of fate for sure for America to join the Bullet Club. Uh, any plans currently? No, but any dreams to fulfill? Absolutely. The, God, hold on. To, to thank you, Leslie, for that question, and thank you, Mike, for that question also. I have to say this: so you're willing to turn the red, white, and blue attire to black and and white if you ever did join the Bullet Club? I mean, the I mean, you know, they're black and white, but you know, they they might need a little star spangled star power, you know, in the Bullet Club. I don't see oh, why not. Oh, got, <laughs> oh, gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. Okay, uh, hey, perfect reason to go here in Mexico. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, you know, just just throwing it out there. But uh, <laughs> but basically, uh, miracles. Before I let you go, uh, I do want to plug this. Uh, as a matter of fact, a very very good friend of ours. Um, close personal friend of here on the radio show. Uh, he was a, actually a former guest on our show. We just found out today that you're facing him in December. The guy I'm talking about is Dark Fury. And uh, he's, this is a guy who's been chasing you uh, since he first started in this wrestling business. And I know he's tuning in right now. So what do you have to say towards that match you have against him in December? Oh, man. All right. Um well, Dark Fury, I have followed you as well, and I am very impressed with what I see. I know you haven't been in the business too long, but I am excited to mix it up with you. But, uh, you know, everything you've studied is what you're going to get. I will give you nothing less than the absolute best you've ever been in the ring with. So when we meet in the ring, Dark Fury, don't expect any less than the fight of your life. 
dark. If you're tuning in, my friend, this is the opportunity to call in <laughs> before miracles goes. Uh, but before I do let you go, let's go around the room. Plus, I still want you to plug your stuff. Um, let's go around the room here, making sure that no one else has any last comments or anything. Uh, Rick, do you have anything that you want to speak to miracles? Uh, more just a quick question. Any any uh, plans on uh, wrestling down in South Florida by any chance? Down in Florida, um, there have been talks oh, South about Florida it. specifically. I'm sorry, where? South Florida specifically, like Miami area. Ooh, uh, not yet. It is something that I'm working on, but nothing confirmed just yet. But definitely one of the places that I am looking into. Fantastic. We'd love. To, we're looking forward to seeing you. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Well, if you do come to South Florida, I'm telling you right now, coffee on us, uh, and it <laughs> won't be. It won't be American coffee. It'll be Cuban coffee. Okay. Just uh, either way, you I'm fine. I love coffee. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right, uh, Lori, you have any uh, last things for Americos? I don't have any last questions. I just want to thank you for taking the time uh, to come on the show and answer our questions, and I wish you all the best. Absolutely. Thank you guys very much. I appreciate it. Our pleasure, sir. So before you go, let's go ahead and do your plugs. Uh, how can fans follow you on social media, whether it be a fan page, Twitter? I know Instagram now is a thing. Uh, you know, how, where can fans catch you next live, Americos? And how can bookers get a hold of you for any booking inquiries? All right, well, you can find me on uh, social media, you know, obviously on my uh, fan page on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter at uh, Americos TCW and on Instagram at Official Americos. And where will I be next? I will be actually in Oklahoma on December the 3rd for a Wrestling for a Cause. So that's where I will be next. And then, you know, keep up with me on social media and because 2017 is starting to fill up already. So, and you can hit me up on any of those social medias for bookings for any bookers that are out there listening to this. So that's how you can find me and just keep tuned to my social media for any future dates and see where you can find me. Awesome. Well, again, Mericos, thank you so very much for uh, coming on our show here tonight. I do truly, truly appreciate it. Uh, all your time and and your and your man, I loved every single one of your stories. It was so highly appreciated and inspiring. To uh, so we we hope to have you again in the future before you do get signed with the E because I know it's very <laughs> very hard for you guys to get to do interviews. Uh, we have to go through a major process with that, but hopefully uh, we could get you back. Uh, before that happens absolutely guys i would love to be back on i had a great time thank you so very much americos i hope you have a great night and save us some of that barbecue and peanut butter brittle okay peanut brittle please all right guys uh, i will do uh, it thank you again <laughs> my Take pleasure care. have a great night okay you too bye-bye guys another fantastic interview by americos Wow! I'm speechless. I'm absolutely speechless. Can someone find my tongue? I can't talk. We have a lot of lot of good things to say, a lot of interesting things to say, and and really just just awesome. 
the Braun Strowman stories were, were really, it's really cool to get some, some insight like that, you know, on, on the things that, that we don't see in front of the camera. R- really cool stuff. God. Well, as a matter of fact, uh, I, I, I'm like, I wish we had commercials on this damn thing. You know that? Say <laughs> <laughs> so you can get the mind And, and you think I'm joking. I really wish we had freaking commercials on this. <laughs> but uh, we actually are, oh, my God, look who it is. <laughs> okay, we actually have the honor and privilege to uh and I'm and I'm being very serious here. I, I am saying it is an honor and it is a privilege because she's one of the hardest working people in reality check radio history besides Lorraine. No no offense to anyone here, it's just that, you know, to fill in Lorraine's shoes is very, very hard. And I speak very, very highly of this individual, so let's go ahead and and bring her on. Uh, hello, Millie. What brings you here? Are you sure this is Millie? If this is... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. I love Lorraine. Oh, God. I think we need to get rid of Millie. You know. Oh, God. Just like we need to get rid of you, George. <laughs> Why? Let's sell them. Wait, wait, what did Thank I do? You. I love this. What did I do? Your size. Let's see. <laughs> Let's go. You really? What? Really, George? What? I haven't done anything. What have I done? George, we've had a contract signed, George, and I'm still waiting for my half of the profits to get rid of Stephen. And you know what I'm talking about. Oh, no, not him. No, don't mention that name again, please. So, please. Are you uh, gonna I was away from him contract? for two weeks. Are you going to abide the contract or not, Stephen? Why? I'd... Hello, bitch. <laughs> Hello, Stephen. How you doing? And where's that little punk-ass bitch, little punk, huh? Hi, Rick. Hey, Cage. What? What? He, he didn't have uh, he didn't have enough uh, puberty to be here live when I was gonna be here. He's the he, you are the gum on the bottom of the shoe, Mr. Cage. Trust me. Cage. Uh. Hello, Lorraine. <laughs> I see you're as just as stupid as ever. So only, only as stupid as you will never be because you're so stupid that there's not even a word for it. <laughs> Why aren't you at home cooking, huh? That's what you women deserve to be, cooking. Anyway. Oh, Stephen, so, and let me ask you a question. Where's your little pet, the moth? Huh? Oh, don't worry. I'm I'm getting him stronger every day. He you oh, really? listen. You? Yeah, I'm making him stronger every day. <laughs> right now, he kind of disappointed me. The fact that he lets you even breathe the same air I'm breathing. <laughs> but that all be taken care of. 
Now, where's this contract you speak of? Oh, oh you here know it is. the contract that I'm talking about. Yeah, I see it right the here. One that will end your career. That contract. <laughs> Listen, the only thing that's going to end, okay, Miss Sin, is going to be your face when I carve it up with my fork in your face. That's the only thing that's going to end. You understand <laughs> that? So, Fork. L- L- Lorraine, you get your dumb ass over here and watch me sign this. Get, get over here. S- sit here next to me. I said sit here. I don't know. Your piece is with me, and you're lucky I am not in that room right now. Lorraine, That's you're either going to move over here. You're, Lorraine, you're either going to move over here, or I'm going to force you over here. I wish you would try. Hey, uh... <laughs> you'll be live on the air getting your ass kicked. So, listen, Lorraine, I'm going to tell you something straight up, okay? If you don't move over here, Rick, why don't you call home and find out where little punk is? See if he's really home. <laughs> George, 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 what, 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 George, George, what, yeah, snap out of it, wake up, George, with yeah. me, yeah, stay with us, George, so George, what, what just happened? George. One word. Age. I'm scared. All right. You're back with us now. So now, George, before I hang up this phone, I need to know that the uh-huh. benefits will be there. What benefits do you need? <laughs> we'll talk about that next week. When Millie comes back. That's a deal. Anything just to get Stephen Cage away from here, please. Yes, please. Anything. So, well, well, I, go, I love your questions that you asked, Mr. Americo, Lorraine. And I oh, love thank you. How Rick just took over. Because that's what just Rick just does. You, George, you just got to learn a little bit more. You got this. You got this. I, I'm just shaking up right now. I'm sorry. I don't know what just happened. And I will be back Monday with Millie. And hopefully my little brother, little CM Punk. Little CM Punk will indeed be back on the air next week. Awesome. So as I go, you all have a wonderful night. You also. And be real. Oh, hold on. Yeah, same for you, ladies. Hey, uh, what's this in my back pocket? Hold on. Thank you, Miss Sin. What's this in my book? Why do I have a... Oh my god. Um 
Rick. You're not going to. Do I want to know? <laughs> uh, Rick. No, I really want to know. Rick, I swear to God, I did not know any of this. This is, If I know where this is, I swear to God, I will find it right away. But this is a picture of little punk tied up. Take a we we it, here. Oh my God, what has Layla done? Hi, Rick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want your little punk? <laughs> You're wondering why he's not here. <laughs> Find him. I'm back, George. George. Yeah. Come back. Yeah, it's me. Yeah. This is. I think you got to double up on your medication. Maybe triple. Yeah. Oh, he's already doubling. Oh. Oh, they just passed Amendment 2. That'll help. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I agree. Man, this Stephen Cage, I swear to God. Okay. Let me gain my composure. You'll be happy to know he doesn't have anything new to say. Nope. Of course, he never has anything new to say. Listen, guys, for those who are tuning in and they're like, what the hell is going on? I suffer from double personality, okay? And this is a character of mine or a side personality I take medicine for. And by all means, it was kind of like that side of me that was bent on frustration when I went through divorce. And and it turned dark for me. I'm not going to lie to you. It turned very, very dark for me. And it it all started through my divorce. And basically when I was in the wrestling business, there were some people that did not like this side, both personally and professionally. Because you know intergender matches, right, guys? Of course. Um, Mm -hmm. This was a character because I was so full of hatred towards my ex-wife. He would take, I guess this personality, per se, would take it out on the women I would get in the ring with and basically would split them open. Like they would spill their own blood in the middle of the ring, being hit with forks. You know, barbed wire, you know, it, it, it wasn't pretty, you know, and and as a matter of fact, at one time, he was in a cage match, uh, he was in Mississippi, he destroyed a couple names that both Lorraine and I know, you know, as a matter of fact, he became such a nightmare to this one person, both Lorraine and I know, that she doesn't even answer us anymore. Wow. 
And I don't know what Layla Sin is going to get herself into come January. Don't get me wrong. I have complete faith in Layla. But Steven is just a whole different kind of character. And when you think that you could go mental with him, it's kind of like I don't think anyone can win mentally with him. I don't know. I think I gave him a pretty good run for for his money in the past. Yeah. But, Lorraine, let's just hope that he never hurts you, okay? Because if he ever hurts you, I swear to God, I would never forgive myself. Because even though Steven is a completely different person from me, I mean, he's still me. And I'll never forgive myself if I ever hurt you or if I hurt Rick or Little Punk which still makes me wonder of this photograph of Little Punk being tied up on a chair. Yeah. Well, I can assure you, Little CM Punk is safe and sound as we speak. Oh, God. But, it, Rick, just the fact that he'll play mind games with this, okay, yeah. even if this photo, photograph was Photoshopped or something, you know, yeah, <laughs> that, that's still sick. It is very sick. But luckily, Papa Punk has the antidote, so don't worry about that. Yeah, hopefully it's a freaking nine iron across Stephen Cage's head. Yeah, it's actually Just a don't hurt me aluminum too. <laughs> well, don't don't uh, hurt me too bad, please. It's still me, oh, okay? No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. You're good. Your family, George. So, the the thing is, is that Layla is our only savior right now. But at the same time, Layla has her hands full. She might have there, her hands full, but I got, I got full faith in her. I love her to death, and I could I could pretty much handle him. I don't think she should have too much of trouble. All right. Well, guys, talking about WWE Raw, let's go ahead and talk uh, Raw here. Uh, tonight, guys, is probably one of the most biggest Raws tonight because tonight, Rick, you have been preaching this for the last couple of weeks, and it finally comes true. I'm talking about Goldberg and Brock Lesnar face-to-face tonight. I mean, that that alone... Is just enough reason to, for me to watch just that by itself. Yep. Tonight we see them face to face in the, one of the most anticipated like meets in WWE Raw history. <laughs> if this had a crash system, like if the system would crash, this would be for that episode <laughs> because sure. so many people will be tuning in for this tonight. Yep. And then, don't forget, we also have the State of the Union WWE Universe Address tonight, right after Raw, where you will see both general managers on the WWE Network. Like, tonight is a night you do not want to miss a pro wrestling action. And, <laughs> Lorraine, let me ask you, my, my love, what are you looking sure. forward to tonight on Raw? 
Mm, I mean, a lot of it, but um, mainly uh, the Goldbergs. And uh, sorry, I had a message come through. Uh, mainly Goldberg and, you know, what's going to go on with all that? Hmm. Well, the, I, I, all I got to say is that I don't think any other segment tonight can be really foreshadowed by that. Honest to God, I don't think it can. But oh. we will have to see. We will literally have to see. But, you know, it, I, I can't even describe Raw too much tonight because it, it, there's nothing else to describe but that because the, 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 for the Survivor Series matches, it's going to be promoted for SmackDown. And I feel like this is a great idea because they're going to be promoting it within two shows instead of all at one shot. So I cannot wait to watch Raw tonight. And Survivor Series is finally catching my attention because now they actually have multiple brand versus brand matches. I'm talking about Kalisto versus Brian Kendrick. If Kalisto wins, the Cruiserweights go over to SmackDown. You know, Dolph Ziggler versus Sami Zayn. Then the three... Bro, now Survivor Series has sold me. Now I could say, hey, WWE, you shut me up. So... Which isn't too easy to do. <laughs> Shut up, Lori. <laughs> Douche. <laughs> I'm going to sell you, Lori. We're Sean Allen when I need him. Anyway. Me and I already said it, I already said it like three times we're selling you. <laughs> uh, I'm selling you first. But anyway, guys, it's now time to close up the sh- Huh? I guess we'll see who sells first. Exactly. Well, guys, I guess the time will tell. Uh, Guys, it's time to close up the show, Uh, so let's go ahead and do this. Uh, Lorraine, you want to start with your plugs, my dear? Uh, The only plug I I have is basically you can reach me on Facebook, Lorraine, T-M-C-V-A-C, Bastiano. And I'm on Twitter, uh, Rain Boo. 523. All right. And good old Rick, your your plugs, my friend? I'm going to go ahead and plug uh, Little CM Punk, who will be back with us next week. You can follow him on Facebook. He's got a Facebook page, Little CM Punk. You can follow him on Twitter, uh, Little underscore CM underscore Punk. And Instagram, him as well, Little underscore CM underscore Punk. All right. And guys, go ahead and like us on Facebook, facebook.com backslash realitycheckpod. Uh, So for those, uh, also make sure you visit uh, Ronin Pro Wrestling on Facebook. Make sure you purchase your tickets for their upcoming January show, Ronin 13, uh, which is stacked. Angel Rose is actually on that show. Uh, And and Sue Young. uh, As a matter of fact, they're going to be in a six-man intergender tag team match with the Tech Squad teaming up with Sue Young. Uh, against Angel Rose, and I forgot their tag team that they're teaming up with. <laughs> wow. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> okay. Ooh, who's that, there George? Goes my, who's that, George? There goes my default. <laughs> Are you talking about Super also, also, don't forget to tune back again next Monday when Millie will be returning. 
Yep, Millie does return next week. And what a major guest we're going to have also next week. Oh, and also Joey Ryan will be in the house at uh, Ronin 13. And, of course, we just mentioned Amanda Rodriguez versus Aria Blake, two of the most upcoming female athletes in this business. Uh, and, of course, Alex Chamberlain will be in action also at that show against Martin Stone for the Ronin Heavyweight Championship. Uh, so you do not want to miss Ronin 13. Next week, Millie returns, plus we have a major guest, former NWA women's champion and a veteran in the business. I'm talking about Casey Carlisle will be here with us next week. And then the following week, man, Hispanic heritage uh, in that one show alone, we have the Aztec warrior, Alex Cruz, and Mr. 450 in two weeks uh, here on the show. But next week we have Casey Carlisle uh, coming up on the <clears throat> Uh, Casey Carlisle uh, on the show next week, plus with Melee Cruz returning. So, guys, with for everyone here on Reality Check Radio, thank you very much, Lorraine, for filling in on Millie's behalf. Uh, for everyone here, ooh, wait a minute, I have a a phone call here. Who's this? Uh, hello, caller. Who's this? Caller from area code 347, who's this? I'm guessing they don't want to talk. Nope. I guess not. Caller from area code 347, who's this? Huh, okay. Alrighty. <laughs> that was uh, interesting. So for everyone here on Reality Check Radio, I want to say good night to everyone. Make sure to stay... Ooh, I just got a notice. Guys, guess who's going to be coming back next week to answer to Americos? Star Fury. Dark Fury is going to be here next week to answer to Americos' promo that he cut on him. This is going to be a very interesting week next week. Americos, wait, again, 347 has come back. Let's see who this is. Okay, Erico 347, who's this? This is Fury. Oh, we don't have to wait for next week. Dark Fury is here right now. <laughs> Holy cow. Uh, okay, Dark. Uh, how you doing? Welcome back. <clears throat> how you doing, Alonzo? Uh, good, 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 good. Dark, good, good. Hey, Dark, we just had Americos on the line here uh, a couple minutes ago. I don't know if you heard him, but basically he says to be ready because he's going to give you his all uh, because he's been chasing your career as well. What do you have to say about Americos? <laughs> That's cute. That's cute. Well, um, I'm glad that we're following each other because now we finally meet. It's going to be something to watch. It's going to be something to watch. I'm looking forward to it. Awesome, because, yeah, he was mentioning, uh, I told him how much you've been, like, studying up on his career, but he says that he's also been studying on yours and that you guys might be friends, but come uh, bell time that he's going to give you his all and that he's not planning to lose very easily to you. So that sounds like a challenge, Dark. You know, it's funny because I already wrote my – opponents I want for 2017, and he was actually number one on it. And um, 
you know, I just found out the other day that I'm going to be taking them all in December, so that just lit a fire under my ass even more just to bring my A game. You know, I respect him. I respect everything he's done. You know, one mass brother to another, but come December 10th, I'm going to have to put it down. <laughs> so it looks like it's uh, it's mask versus mask. Well, not technically mask versus mask because that term means loser loses his mask. But to to get to the point, <laughs> to get to the point is basically two masked brothers going up against each other, and it looks like they're at war of words right now. With being that you know they're not gonna bow down to each other even though they're friends. So. This is going to be very, very interesting. Dark, I am looking forward to that match, sir. Yes. Froggy Elbow Bomb is coming his way. (laughs) Guys, also make sure to purchase your Dark Fury t-shirt. It's going to be coming out very soon. And your Yit (laughs) hats and dad hats coming soon (laughs) from Dark Fury. Uh, make sure you purchase that. Follow Dark Fury on Facebook. Uh, and you could get all your updates on when those shirts will be sold. Make sure yeah. to purchase them because I guarantee you they're going to be sold fast because I'm the first one in line. <laughs> so, <laughs> so make sure yeah. you order plenty and large, Dark, because, I'm like again, I'm the first one in line, homie. <laughs> Dark. You know I got you, man. I, you know I got you. Thank you, man. Thank you. Hey, Dark, thank you so very much for calling in, man. I appreciate it. We look forward to seeing Americos versus Dark Fury in December. No problem, man. I wish I would have called him, but it's all good. He's going to hear from me. <laughs> all right. Well, maybe before December, maybe we could have you both come on here and just speak war words. Yeah, sounds like a plan. All right. Well, I'll let you know. I'll get my agents to let your agents know. We'll we'll talk. And apparently, Millie is the first one in line for your shirt. So then I'm second. <laughs> I got so, you guys. You know it's all love. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dar. Well, thank you very much for calling in, sir. Right. Thanks, man. Right, bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> guys, yit. Damn yit. Anyway, guys, uh, that was Dark Fury calling in for Americos' challenge earlier that was made, so we can't wait for that match. But, guys, for everyone here on Reality Check Radio, it's now time to shut this down because my mouth is is getting tired and I've been talking for too long. For everyone here on Reality Check Radio, I want to say good night. Be safe out there, guys. But most importantly, stay real. Good night, guys. Thank you all for joining us. Remember to come back next Monday at 6 p.m. right here on Block Talk Radio and get your dose of reality check.